Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. To the Debbie Delight, brought to you by ExpandTheBoxScore.com, with your hosts Ricky Valero and Chris Stoops, bringing you all the guys who should be on your fantasy radar this season and leading into your upcoming rookie draft. Welcome to another edition of the Debbie Delight, brought to you by Expand the Box Score. I am your host, Ricky Valera. On today's episode, we are going to talk about, talk about, tackle about, whatever. We are going to tackle the deepest class of all of the positions that we're going to talk about this entire time. Um, As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Stoops. How are you, buddy? I'm doing wonderful today. Absolutely wonderful. You excited about this tight end position? I'm I'm pumped. I'm I'm probably more pumped than you. Uh, I you might be. Nah. <laughs> um, no, Stoops and I were just talking about a little bit off air. This is probably one of the weakest uh, tight end classes that we have seen in a couple years. So much so that I sincerely doubt any of these guys go in round one and maybe halfway through round two, um, we could not see a tight end taken. There's some guys that might c- jump off the radar. Obviously, we've got the senior bowl to play out. We've got the combine and stuff like that. There's some of these guys could kind of skyrocket up the board. But to me personally, Stoops, I think this also attests to the depth of the quarterback, depth of the running back, depth of the wide receiver that could push a majority of these guys out of the first, maybe into the lower half of the second round versus being taken maybe in the higher second round and even in the bottom of the first, right? Well, and that's exactly what it is. So it's not us saying that there's no talent at the position because obviously there is. There's going to be some guys that come out that do make a name for themselves on the NFL level, but it's just a credit to the quarterback depth, the running back depth, the wide receiver depth, um, even some players on the defensive side, the offensive line, like you name it. All these other positions are just so much deeper and more talented um, than what the tight ends coming out are. Again, like you said, come the senior bowl, come the combine, there might be a guy or two on this tight end that does, you know, raise their stock enough to maybe be a mid, maybe early second round. I don't see that happening, but it's possible. Um, but it's just more of a credit to the depth of the other positions. That is why, you know, the tight ends are just getting pushed down a little bit more. Yeah, um, before we dive into tight ends, I, I just wanted to make a, a quick statement about Joe Burrow uh, passing another test this past weekend. Um, I have seen on several media sources, I will not name names, but I have seen him creeped into the number one position of a couple of mock drafts. And um, I want to say welcome aboard to all of you fans out there to the Joe Burrow bandwagon that I've been riding for 
quite some time now, and I actually enjoy you being a part of this bandwagon now. Stoops, I, I love it, man. This guy is I literally, I looked at four draft boards this morning, and he's number one on all of them, passing two. Obviously, with Tua being hurt, it hasn't helped his case at all. You know, obviously, just the one week. Maybe the, you know, maybe he'll be back for the LSU game, which I'm really, really hoping he is because I really want to watch that game and just get the really the 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 big time versus big time the Tua versus the Joe and it, it's one of the most anticipated college football games I can think of right now that has that that doesn't obviously doesn't involve like a a national cha- championship feel to it but we're talking about a regular season game between probably not probably more than likely the first two quarterbacks taken off the board and we're going to get a regular season matchup between those two guys yeah it's going to it's going to be a very very exciting game to watch um and like you said you know it, it's we're not in the business of i told you so obviously um but it feels good whenever you you get behind a guy you know whether it be a joe burrow whether it be just a running back receiver it doesn't matter when you get behind a guy and fully jump on and support this guy and really push it and just you know show the stats to other people and kind of get their name out there more than they're doing for themselves on the field obviously it does feel good you know it's kind of that uh it's just i don't know how to say like a pride thing like i don't know it's it's it feels good so i definitely can sense the excitement and you know you've been on you you have been a much larger joe burrow fan for longer than what i have obviously i've been a fan but you've been like a super fan of his so i I can only imagine the excitement you see you know or feel week in and week out to to just see him continue to blossom and continue to just pass these tests that he's getting through that sec still got a couple more which is insane to say because you know you look at some other quarterbacks they've got some top the top programs they're going to be facing but Joe's just got a, a top matchup after top matchup after top matchup. It just keeps coming. And that's that's just what happens when you play, you know, in the SEC, you know, and, and even in the Big Ten, like there's other programs there. But when you play in certain conferences, you're going to have those big tests. And he just continues to pass them week after week. Yeah, it kind of blows my mind. And that's literally what it is. It's not me sitting here ranting and raving about, yeah, I did talk about Burrow before it was cool. But at the same time, I, I'm just these people that are coming in. It's like, welcome aboard. Like, this train is yep. is deep. You know what I mean? This guy, you know, he's unbelievable. He's been unbelievable all year, and, and it's exciting to watch him prosper. It's exciting to watch... He's just exciting to watch on the football field because as you as you watch him progress his his first and second and third reads, I think he's only improving as each week goes. Um, he did struggle a little bit early in the Auburn game, but that pass rush was brutal, and and the way he was able to kind of overcome that in the second half and kind of just um, take that second half and just run with it and have and put his team in a position to really uh, win that football game. That really highlight for me was that touchdown run that he had. Um, in, in the game against Auburn. It was a beautiful play, and it was exciting to see. But uh, before we, let, let's before everybody accuses me of talking about Joe on the, uh, on the tight end episode, which I am, but uh, before we dive any more into that, let's go ahead and dive right into our tight end position. All right, Stoops, we're going to talk about the first tight end that kind of jumps off the radar, and who do you got for us? First guy we've got is Albert O. Um, as many people have tried to pronounce his last name, I, I would butcher it. So we all know who Albert O is. Um, big guy, big tight end out of Missouri. He's a, he was only the, the 614th ranked player in his class. He was a three-star prospect. Um, number three, he was a 30th ranked tight end and he was the 16th, um, player basically in the state of Illinois when he was coming out six, five, two fifty five. And one thing I've noticed, and this is just for all the tight ends, depending on where you look, the weights can fluctuate anywhere between a difference of 25 to 30 pounds so uh, where i've got him you know on a expand the box score we've got him six five two fifty five so um 
big guy, uh, physical guy, um, loves, loves to get targeted in the red zone. He's got six targets, you know, which is uh, one of the higher ones for, for a lot of the tight ends across the country. And he has six catches. So he's catching everything that is thrown his way. And five of those six catches have gone for touchdowns inside the red zone. And he's got one touchdown outside of the red zone. So he's just a phenomenal player on the field. Um, a lot of people around the country absolutely love him. And when you just look at look at um, his stats week to week, I mean, he's essentially catching everything thrown his way. Um, one, two, three, four. It looks like four games he caught everything thrown his way. And then the other one, he dropped one pass, dropped two passes, dropped two. And I didn't want to say drop necessarily, just didn't catch him um, in one way or another. I didn't go back and study the film that in depth. But he's just catching everything thrown his way. Only two games where he didn't have a touchdown reception at all. Um, he counts for nine first downs, and he has no fumbles on the year. So definitely taking care of the ball and definitely finding that first down marker. Uh, first down marker whenever uh, he does have the ball in his hands and one of the interesting things I was telling you off the air when we were talking about running backs and receivers a lot of the guys were number one or number two basically as far as scrimmage yards um, throughout the whole team he's number six on his team he counts 7.3 percent of the yards but as we've known in years past aside from a handful of guys in college tight ends just aren't necessarily the most used position um a lot of times they're they're a blocker which definitely helps when you get to the next level so if you're able to block and you know pass catch and and, and get some yardage that's just going to jump you up obviously even more um he is number one on the team in dominator rating though which that says a lot about him so yes when you compare him to other positions um the yardage the catches all that's not going to be as high but he's number one on the team in dominator rating at 27.9 percent so definitely definitely a top target on that team um and as i said um, about you know targets in the red zone 33.3 percent of his targets have come inside the red zone so he's definitely targeted um pretty frequently inside the red zone and the one thing i found pretty awesome 27.7 of his total touches they go for 21 plus yards so when he does have the ball he's getting large chunks of, of, of yardage so definitely a, a big guy definitely someone you want to keep an eye on which we've all heard you know again with the lack of depth across the tight ends this year he's definitely someone everyone's been talking about um and then the last thing i've got is 55.6 percent of his total touches um basically come between the opponent's 40 yard line and into the um, basically into the end zone so once they start getting across that 50 yard marker and start working their way towards the end zone he's a guy that they really really depend on so that's huge once you get to the next level um it's just someone that you can you know you can rely on he's catching and everything that's thrown his way so definitely a top top guy in this class yeah uh he's obviously one of my favorite guys um to talk about because i mean he is massive you know what i mean he is huge 6'5 255 like you touched on here he's got a massive frame and huge reach he's willing to catch the the you know he's willing to catch passes at any angle basically um he's willing to go up and catch the ball he can take a hit and catch the ball um i think that's one thing that i do like about him a little bit over the other guys is that when he catches the ball, his body is is um, his frame is good enough there that he's able to take a hit and hold on to the ball. I think there's that's some weaknesses in some of the other guys that we we talk about. Um, I do like the way he's able to um, kind of hide the way he's able to start the block and then he comes off and then runs his route. He's able to do that very well. The way he's able to come off the ball, shoot a little block, and then go out for his route. He's very impressive in, in, in how he does that. I like that a whole lot about him. Um, there's some crazy stats that I like about this guy. So first and first and 10 plus, three targets, three catches, 90 yards, and a touchdown. That's, you know, 30 yards per target. 
or 30 yards per catch and target, really, I guess, because um, on first and first and 10 plus, um, first and goal, he's got two catches, uh, two targets, two catches, two touchdowns, which is pretty insane. Um, this guy's a monster in the red zone, six, six targets, six catches, five touchdowns. This guy is going to be a monster in the red zone. Um, I, I do have a few things. I think that he could run his routes a little bit better. I was watching some tape earlier. Um, I, I don't like, I don't know what the word I was looking for was. I wrote down, he can be somewhat lazy coming off the ball. And I guess maybe the word is somewhat slow coming off the ball. Sometimes he's very good at the transition from the block to the route. But if he's running the straight route, he's not as, uh, he's not as fast as you would like him to come off the ball. Obviously he's a bigger guy. You know, I, I understand that, but I think another thing that he needs to do is he needs you to take a take advantage of using his uh, his big frame um, to his advantage. I don't think that he uses it to kind of block out to catch some passes, and I think that will come with some time. And I also think that will come with a a better quarterback. Not to knock Kelly Bryant at all, but uh, you know I don't think Kelly Bryant's going to be exactly a guy that we're going to see throwing touchdown passes on Sundays anytime in the near future. But I think Albert can you know, adjust to the ball a little bit better, use his big body, use his frame to catch some balls that um, are away from his body and kind of away from the defender. And I think that'll help him out in the near future. Uh, but anything that I have to, to knock on him is something, everything that he can work on on that next level. And I think that he can improve upon in, um, you know, his rookie season and, and moving forward. Because I think that he shows that, that, that care to want to improve year over year. And, and the way his his catch percentage is so high for a tight end, it's it's I know he touched on it, but it's astronomically high for a guy his size, a guy of his body, and the routes that he's thrown. I mean, it, it's it's impressive how he's able to catch the ball. Well, and and you even said it, you know, working on some route trees, working on 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 that, and that's that's the crazy thing is if if that's the one thing that he can get knocked on, and we you even said it about I don't remember exactly what receiver it was um, previous episodes, but. Once they're out of college, like, of course, yes, they go to class. They do all that. But you know how it is at these big-time programs. They've got their tutors that come in and help them with that. But when you don't have to necessarily worry about the school side of things, if all you focus on is football, that's easy stuff that he can get down, especially when you're an elite prospect. Um, You know, any position, any player, doesn't matter. When you're an elite prospect and literally all you have to focus on is football – that's easy stuff to get down. So if yep. he's got the other stuff, I mean, phew, sky's the limits for this guy. I totally agree, hundred percent. And that transitions to another tight end that um, I know we both like a whole lot, and um, I think we've talked about him a little bit here on the uh, on the Debbie Delight, and that's Kobe Parkinson's from Stanford. Um, I know we're both big fans of him. Uh, obviously, he's huge. He's massive, six seven. I mean, six seven two. 250. Um, he's put on some weight since coming in um, on 247, had him listed at 228. So I like that, you know, he's probably, I would say he's probably in that 240, 250 range. You can never tell until, you know, they get the tape on him. They put on, they actually set him on a scale and say, how much do you weigh? Because, you know, the weights can fluctuate from site to site, but that's a big, massive mm-hmm. frame that I like from him. Um, a few things that's kind of pop off the radar. He's got good hands. He's he's able to catch the ball in traffic, through traffic, which I think that like I talked about with Albert was he is 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 dominant as well. They're very similar in that style. When they're catching the ball, if he takes a hit, he still can um, he can still catch. You know, he still hangs on to the ball, and that's key. I mean, that's very much a key. He runs well for his size. He's a pretty, he's an okay blocker. I think that he could get better at it. Um, I, to me, I, I keep I'll keep on going back and forth a little bit between Parkinson's and Albert O because. 
I mean, a little bit of a spoiler there, but these are my one and two guys. And, and, and I'm trying to, you know, narrow it down who I have one, who I have two, because I, I like both of these guys. But um, as big as he is, he needs to he needs to get better. You know, he needs to get better off the ball in the red zone. Um, this is one thing. And I can't sit here and say that I didn't see all seven targets, but he's got seven red zone targets, but only one catch. And it was a touchdown. It was a three-yard touchdown. But at the same time, like, I mean, seven targets, only one catch. That's a, that's a 14% catch percentage. It's pretty rough, but I'm not going to put it all on him because like I said, I didn't see all, all seven of his targets. I've only saw, I only could only find a couple of them. Um, but I would like to see him use his big body in the red zone. I think the way I talked about with Albert is saying that he needs to use his big body to his advantage. I think Parkinson can do the same because when you have that big frame, you kind of have a longer reach and you come off the ball. If you're able to kind of, you know, it, most of the time you have a linebacker on you in the red zone. Most of the time you have a linebacker on you being a tight end. But um, with, with Parkinson's, he can line up all over the field, which is another thing that I really like about him. But if he's able to come off the ball a little bit faster and and get those routes and kind of get to the corner of the end zone or get to the middle of the uh, of the coverage, I think that he's going to be a massive asset on this next level. I think this ha- he has the biggest potential of anybody in this draft at the tight end position to really step up and be really, really good. Um, I think that his play this year has gone down because Costello has been just brutal to watch this year. Uh, Costello had his best game this past weekend against Arizona, kind of showed and kind of helped with Parkinson's. Um, he did have uh, five catches, 68 yards, but... The quarterback play has been very crucial in Parkinson's, and I think people are slowly but surely starting to forget about how good Parkinson's can be. Parkinson is very good tight end. He's going to be very good on this next level. Obviously, he's he's in my opinion, I think he's a lock in the second round. And I, I love talking about this kid. I love this kid a whole lot. His stats are down all the way across the board, but again, I don't. I, it, you know, he doesn't have, don't get me wrong, Costello should, in my opinion, is still one of the top, what, maybe 10 quarterbacks coming out this year. But he has really struggled this year, and Colby is really, really taking some hits because of it. Well, and like you just said, his stats are down across the board, but I'm looking at it compared to, like, last season. So at this point, um, compared to all of last season, he's seen essentially the same amount of targets. He's caught a couple more passes, but he has less yards. So um, and way less touchdowns. He had seven touchdowns all of last season. He's only got the one this year, like you had mentioned. So um, first, he's accounted for three more already this year. He's at 18. So that's huge. So he's another one that obviously is really good about finding that first down marker. Um, but like you said, it's it's his numbers are just d- down compared to what he was even last year. Um, so we definitely want to see some improvements. And like you said, seven red zone targets. I'm the same. I didn't sit down and wasn't able to necessarily watch every single one, but to only have one reception, you know, that speaks, speaks volumes for, for kind of what's going on there. And again, like you said, it was a touchdown, so that's great. But, um, he was a pretty highly touted guy coming out of high school. He was only a four. I say only, he was a four star <laughs> prospect. Um, we love the five stars, but you know, he, four stars, we see a lot of them just start to, to blossom. So he was a four-star prospect. He was 36th in his class, um, overall 36th ranked um, player in his class coming out of high school. So that's huge. Um, number one tight end coming out and he was the seventh ranked player in California. So, and, and you know, it, California is a big time football program with a lot of talent. So to be, to be highly touted at that level, um, that's huge. That speaks volumes for what his potential is. Um, and like you said, the quarterback play has just kind of been, you know, up in the air. It's, it's not really helping his his case right now. But um, 
again, we've said good thing about some scouts or a lot of the scouts is they're able to look at the bigger picture and understand, you know, hey, yeah, that, that QB play hasn't been, you know, uh, essentially a stellar position for him this year. It's kind of been up and down. So can't knock him too terribly much for it. But at the same time, um, you'd like to see his numbers a little bit more. Um, he is number four on the team in, in scrimmage yard distribution at 12.8%. So definitely still, a, you know, a top five guy, obviously, that they look at. Um, he's number four in dominator rating, dominator rating at 14.4%. Um, and, and essentially the way it's looking this year is he's definitely the, the receiving option or one of the, the receiving options, but he's not just a red zone. He's not a red zone threat or a red zone option. It seems, um, 74.2% of his total touches have, co- have gone for four, um, four between four yards and 20 yards. So he's still, you know, he's got the short yards there, but he's also gaining some big, big chunks of, of yards per catch. So, um, lot of potential a lot that we we would still like to see you know be improved on um so hopefully once he he gets to that level gets a little bit more consistent quarterback play we're going to get to see it and i think he's one that once we get to certain levels um obviously the um the combine or any off-season programs pro day especially um he's going to be able to really just you know continue to to get his draft stock rising and see what we get from him yeah i totally agree 100 percent um I, I I just love the kid. I love talking about him. I love being about him. So I look forward to seeing him um, on the next on Sundays. To be honest with you, because I think he's, I think obviously depending on on landing spot in my opinion, but I think that if he lands in a good spot, he could be one of a he could be a perennial top ten tight end um, each each year in the uh, in the NFL. I completely agree. The next guy we're going to talk about is Jacob Breeland. Uh, what you, what are your thoughts on him, Stoops? I like him a lot. Um, he was one that coming out of high school, he's kind of on the flip side of it. He wasn't as highly, you know, touted. Um, he was a three-star prospect ranked 642nd in his class. He was the 22, 22nd ranked tight end. Um, and he was 75th player in California. So a little bit lower, but, um, still got good size to him. Six, five, two fifty. Again, depending on which site you look at, it fluctuates one way or the other. Um, Still good, good size on the team. Number three in scrimmage yard distribution at 11.1%. And number two on the team in dominator rating. And he is essentially tied for first. I don't remember the name, but he, uh, the number one player was 24.4%. So pretty much, you know, the top option there as far as dominator rating goes. Um, He's another one, red zone threat. Seven targets, five catches, and four of those were touchdowns. That's huge. When you get targeted in the red zone, if essentially all of your receptions that you get are touchdowns, that's massive. That's huge for the team. That's huge for you. Um, that just speaks volumes for what you're able to do inside the red zone. Basically, it's definitely win those 50-50 balls in those tight spots. So that's huge. Um, outside of the red zone, 84% catch rate, um, 352 yards for two touchdowns as well. So definitely a a, a amazing pass catcher able to come down with the ball um he does have a top prospect at the quarterback position you know it depends on who you ask obviously herbert and some people's is still the number one guy a lot of people obviously have Tua, but um herbert's a top top quarterback coming out in this class so that definitely does help Breland a lot um which you know that's not a knock to him that's you know if you got a top quarterback that's what you want so um definitely love to see that so what he's able to do with it with a good quarterback hopefully at the nfl level it can definitely continue on um and as i said 23.1 percent of his total touches have gone for a touchdown so that's that's huge 
And then 42.3% of his total touches have gone for 14 plus yards. Um, so for what we're saying about these, these, these top guys we're talking about inside of position, they're able to get those big chunks of yards. They're not going to just be, you know, your dink and dunk. I mean, let's get the three, four yards. Let's move the ball down the field. Like they're going to get you first downs. He counts for 11 on his own. So they're going to get you first downs. They're going to get you huge chunks of play um, or huge chunks of yards, I should say. But overall, he's another guy that I absolutely love. And it's, it's being at Oregon, being at those schools over on that West, the West coast, like they're on TV, you know, but they're usually later in the evening. And by that time, a lot of people are either going to sleep or kind of burnt out, you know, watching all the other games throughout the day. But um, he's definitely someone to watch, definitely someone to keep an eye on. So even if it is a little bit later of a game, um, I don't know, DVR it, set it to record, whatever, but definitely someone we should be watching. Yeah, I totally agree as well. Like I like this kid. He's got a lot of standout stats to me that kind of, of jump out the radar. Um, I was watching a little bit of highlight highlight really earlier. What I really like about Breland, he, he's a guy that can kind of line up everywhere, and and uh, to to attest to on first and ten plus first down and ten plus. I mean, twelve targets, ten catches, two hundred two yards. Uh, I mean, that's an average of twenty yards per catch on first down. I mean that that on on twelve targets, that's absurd. With three of them going for touchdowns, four converting into first downs. So that to me kind of jumps out the radar that he's a he can be a playmaker. He's not the most athletic guy in the world, but I think at the same time he's got a good vertical route running. I don't think that he's as crisp underneath, but again, a lot of these things that we talk about are, are things that they're going to learn on the next level. And and Stoops pointed out perfectly to a T by stating the simple fact of these guys are focused on just not just football right now. They got the schooling, they got to do everything like that. Even if you know, no matter how easy it, some of them may have it, they still don't have a one hundred percent of their focus on football. So if you put them on that next level and their focus is one hundred percent on football, like the, the guys we're talking about are looking at either you know second, third, maybe even borderline fourth round picks. So they're going to be on NFL rosters next year. Period. You know what I mean? So their focus is going to be one hundred percent on football. I think his stats year over year are impressive to me. Um, last year in ten games, he had twenty four. 377 two touchdowns this year six games 26 405 and six touchdowns i mean that that's you know and again he's playing with one of the best quarterback prospects we have coming out this year um i'm a big fan of breland i think that he's going to be an, another one and, and when we say that the the class is 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 the weakest class it lacks in depth but the the few top tier guys in it are pretty solid and they should be they should contribute on sundays in that next level I agree completely. All right, folks, we're going to talk about the one guy. I, <laughs> I've, I, I have a lot to say about Adam Tr- Troutman. I think his name is going to be. I think yeah. we're going to. So I, I did. Okay, so it's a lot of. It's a hard, hard, hard to dig up on a guy that plays for Dayton. Okay, um, one fun fact about him was he's a quarterback turned tight end, but this guy is a monster 66253 um he runs between a 468 4840 which for being that size is pretty fast i'm like 61 245 and i could probably run a 40 in about 3 days so for him to do it at 66 253 is quite impressive um last year he had 43 catches 537 five touchdowns um average 48 yards per game 12 5 yards of catch. This year he's on he's on another level and he hasn't even, the season's not even over. He had 41 catches, 604 yards and 9 touchdowns. He's averaging 14 or sorry, that was in 2017, 2018, 2019 this year. 7 games so far. He's got 49 catches, 650. He's averaging 92.9 yards per game. The uh, cat yards per catch is up. He's a great black blocker. He's a smart kid. He's got a good head on his shoulders. 
Um, he's got good hands. He's able to line up all over the field. Um, I sent um, Stoops a video earlier of a route that he ran off Man, the ball, yeah. and he caught like a one-handed. Basically was getting held by the defender, caught it one-handed in the end zone for a touchdown. His it, able- it was not to interrupt. It was the most nonchalant one-handed catch <laughs> I've seen as well. He literally had the guys draped on him, and he just sticks his hand out, catches it, and just just like it's nothing. Just kept going and was like, whatever. Just scored the touchdown. Like it was the. You're right yeah, though. Yeah, it was like it was crazy. It, it, it was insane. I mean, he's got that big body. He's a big red zone target. Um, he's he grinds. He's a he finishes plays, man. I love his aggression when he's blocking. He's not gonna stop until that whistle blows. I was watching some of the tape from his 2018 game versus San Diego. He had some beautiful plays in that game, especially the one I was talking about. I think his route running could use a little bit more crispy. But we're talking about a guy that plays at Dayton. I mean, to be honest with you, uh, he had a game uh, this year. We had six catches, 107 yards, and four touchdowns. And then the next game, he had 10 catches, 122 yards, and three touchdowns. This guy's a monster. And and I know the biggest knock on this kid's going to be, look, he plays at Dayton. And I understand that, you know. And But, you know, there's just something about watching this kid, man. I, I want to see him at the Senior Bowl. I want to play him. I want to see him play against guys in the next level because I think he's got all the talent that the other guys that we've been talking about this entire episode. Not, not a doubt in my mind that I think that he could be equally as good if uh as some of these other guys in this tight end position and he's not going to be the highly high, highest ranked guy but man i could see him making plays on 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 sundays with 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 some different teams and it would be fun to watch stoops well and that's just it like he he is one that you know we both love him we absolutely love him i also don't expect him to get drafted unless just something unless he comes to a, you know his pro day and and, and combine and just starts absolutely blowing things out of the water i really don't see him being anything earlier than probably a sixth seventh round pick if not undrafted to be realistic about it um just for the simple fact yes he plays at dayton hasn't played much top competition but i mean his numbers speak for themselves i mean i said it off air if you're able to do this and put these numbers up to me it almost it doesn't really matter where play you know yeah it's not sec it's not big 10 it's not pac 12 it's not all that i get that but to have 49 catches, 650 yards, 11 touchdowns on the season um, for a guy who who didn't even play tight end. He he was like you said, he was a quarterback in high school. Um, he from what I was able to read again, it was hard to find some stuff on him because Dayton it's it's just not the not the the most you know big it's not the biggest program out there, so it's not going to have all the information available. But um, he went there as a quarterback, and I'd have to assume someone else just kind of you know, maybe it was a little bit better or whatever the case may be. And they just switched him to tight end because he's a monster of a man. Um, he was only, I think I say only, he was 218, I think coming out of high school um, or 220, somewhere in that range. And yeah, he bulked up to 253 or so, give or, give or take a couple of pounds. But um, to go back to his quarterback days, it just kind of speaks to what his athleticism and what his capabilities are um, at his high school. He actually, he, he used to have hold it. it. It got broken in 2018, but he held the the record um, for single season passing yards at his high school. Again, it was broken in the 2018 season, but he still currently holds the uh, single season all purpose all purpose yards with 2,398 for a season and the total touchdown records for a season. Um, and then he holds the career passing yard record for his high school, um, 3,142. So. Um, and it's just to, to speak to what he's capable of doing across the field. I mean, you want you want to get some trick plays in there? He can throw the ball. 
you know, so it's it's one of those where get him the ball and, and he's just going to make things happen. He's thir- he's um, total yard scrimmage distribution. He's 34.9% of the total yards. So for a tight end to be that high on the list, he's their, he's their number one target. He's their best guy on the field. So they get him the ball. Um, and I went through and compared basically his stats to the other tight ends um, that we've got, you know, on the, the, um, the, the big level, you know, the, top top dogs he's he'd be number one in receptions he'd be number one in receiving yards and number one in touchdowns for tight ends so his numbers speak for themselves i think he's going to be a a great talent at the next level he's probably gonna have to work you know everyone has to work hard to get there and you know prove themselves but he's gonna have to work a little bit harder than others to to really get that opportunity but i think he's capable of doing it just with the athleticism that he holds within himself Tell me this guy, is it like a, a guy that like Belichick's going to find, you know, yes. you know, the draft's over, nobody even looked at him, and he takes him and he just becomes the next Kronkowski, you know what I mean? Like it's just, he seems like he's going to be that guy that Belichick already knows about, he's got his cell phone number on speed dial for, you know, when yep. the draft is over, you know, he's, he seems like one of these organizations that really pay attention to the depth after the draft, that he's going to be selected there and he's just going to show on the, kind of the next level what he's um what he's capable of um so that and that kind of transitions so stoops we are going to cover our top five um uh tight end rankings right now um so go ahead with your number one my number one currently and i talked to you off the air i kind of fluctuated and fought with myself about it but currently i've got colby parkinson at number one i've got albert o at number one myself um and then i've got parkinson's at two and I've got Albert O at number two. Who do you got at three? Number three, I've got Jacob Breeland out of Oregon. I've got – I actually – look, I don't really care what anybody says. This, these are my rankings. I've got Troutman at number three. I'm riding this train, and I and I know he's not going to be up there, but I, I, he passes every – he checks every box for me. I really hope that we can see him at the Senior Bowl. Um, number four, I've got Bryce, Bryson Hopkins for Purdue. Who do you got? Um, it's like you read off my rankings. I got number four at, uh, I got Bryson Hopkins at number four. <laughs> Who do you got at number five? Number five, I've got Hunter Bryant. I've got Jarrett Pinky out of Vandy. I, I think he's got a, I think he's got a lot of talent and I, I can't wait to see what he does on the next level as well. Vanderbilt's got some good kids coming out this year, man. With Limpscomb, Keyshawn Vaughn and, and Pinky. And these guys, I'll tell you what, these guys make plays and they just have such horrible quarterback play. And, it, and it's, it it really is kind of hard to watch, but um, all right, folks, do us a favor, um, head on over to expand the box score, um, sign up for this tool. They've got the NBA locked and loaded now. I mean, we've got NBA, we've got college football, we've got you know, um, we got the NFL. They've got tools for all those. We got podcasts all across the board. Check it out, expandtheboxscore.com. Um, in order to get the tool today, use the code word Stoops and you get ten percent off that. Um, also, um, do us a favor, hop on over to Twitter, give Stoops a follow at Stoops1990, um, give myself a follow at Ricky Valera underscore, and until next time, we'll talk to you guys soon. See y'all later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.